This is the 18th season of Bass Talk Live. With your host, Matt Pangrad. BTL is brought to you by Lorance, Bass Cat Boats, AFCO, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, and Pro Guide Batteries. PTL, coming at ya! Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, where we are going to talk bass fishing. Folks, I've made it back into the studio for a live show. I survived the Red River. The bass cat's still in immaculate shape. I learned how to kind of roll over those stumps, when to goose it, when to lay off, made it back into some backwaters. Going to have a whole show kind of on how that went down. Uh, tomorrow, Bradley Hallman uh, will be in studio to talk about the Red River. Moved up to seventh in the overall points. We have a, a hellacious points race for the top three in the overall and each division heading into the final two Bassmaster Opens of the season. Uh, really good show today. Uh, I'll say it. Uh, amongst the tournament scene, there, there's, there seemed to be some controversy in the wind, but there really wasn't. But then there was. But there's a bunch of people that are fired up over this. Keith Poche comes in, uh, and and understandably, it's like his backyard. Him and Hackney duel it out. They finish 1-2 on the Red River. Poche, who's already punched his ticket to the Bassmaster Elite Series through uh, through the last division up there at the Chesapeake Bay, has not made an announcement as to what he is going to do. Then he comes to the Red River in his backyard, wins with, I believe, 37 pounds in an absolutely brutal tournament. Uh, so I called Keith up last night, and I said, dude, I said, you, you willing to come on and talk about what went down, how it all went down? And he said, heck yeah. And he was understandably in a good mood. I'm looking at him right now because he's our guest today. He's got the trophy next to him. He's got a big smile on him. So Keith Poche today, Bradley Hallman tomorrow. We're going to get into it. And then Joe Pogger from MLF on Wednesday. While I was gone, all of the schedules came out. All the series came out. We're going to talk about the changes with Joe. We're going to talk about uh, some of the changes in the college series, the high school fishing, the Toyotas, the BFLs, the MLF Invitationals, and the BPTs for 2023. And then in the second half of the show today, after we talk with Keith right here in my hands, I have a piece of paper where I have written down all of, well, I typed out some of them, uh, all of the Elite Series schedule for 2023, the BPT schedule, the NPFL schedule, and then you can throw the Opens in it and some of the Toyota Series, and it is... Folks, we're running out of weekends to have tournaments in in 2023, and it's very interesting. Um, there are several fisheries that are on the schedule multiple times, sometimes back-to-back weeks for each other. But uh, it kind of will start to paint the picture as to what next year will look like. But let's get to uh, the man of the week right now, and that would be uh, 2023 Red River Bassmaster Open Champ, Keith Poche. Keith, thanks. Uh, I know it's been a whirlwind last week for you. Uh, I think you're, are you already back on the job site this morning? <laughs> no, man, I still, I'm still in Louisiana. Um, I, I've had a lot going on, you know, been visiting with family, uh, just, you know, just enjoying the, 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 the wind, man. Just, I've taken a couple of days off and just slept. Uh, you know, I, I'm about to head down to Gator Tracks, visit with those guys, man. I, you know, I can't wait to get down there. It's always, always a good time to visit with the guys at Gator Tracks, but yeah, man, uh, just going to wait, make my way back east, uh, stop at home uh, next couple of days, and then head on over to Hartwell and uh, see if I can get another one of these little little trophies right here. So, but yeah, it's been an awesome week, man. Very excited, but I can't I can't tell you how happy I am to close the deal. I mean, and I, the last time I led an event on the Red River was the Bass Press Classic in 2012, and you know I've had so many close calls before, you know, with opens, and I just couldn't get it done, and. Man, it, just, it was just my week, and, and I'll, I'll, we can talk about, you know, the next few minutes on how it all played out, but uh, it, things just happened in my favor to, to win this event. It was just meant to be, 100%. You mentioned that at the beginning, how you slept a, uh, how you slept a couple days and got over with it. I don't think the average guy understands uh, the, the mental toll. Now, 
I understand this is first world problems, bass fishing and stressed out over. There's a lot of things, but yeah. this is your profession. This is what you do. You're trying to achieve a goal in that moment. Yeah. This is, mm-hmm. this is your life. It's not a hobby. This is what you do. So mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people understand the, the emotional and then throw in the physical stress of 110 degree days on the red river, yeah. uh, that, that the entire process takes from start to finish from official practice through the end. It's six, seven days in a row like uh you've been doing this a long time but but physically uh it's a weird time right as soon as that tournament ends i don't think people realize how jacked up and how invested a lot of these anglers are especially when you have a shot to win and then boom it's all over you have that moment and then it's like you have to regroup i think that's one of the toughest things in fishing absolutely and you know people don't know i've been on the road for over a month and i i I go from, you know, up to Chesapeake to Minnesota to back down to Red and, and, and having COVID in, in, in that trip as well. I had COVID between Minnesota and coming to the Red River. So, dude, I've, I've been super slammed um, and, and feeling like crap with the COVID. And I couldn't even fish the first day at the Bass Pro Tour because I was so sick. Uh, so, uh, you know, I was real weak coming out of it. You know, I have, this second time I had COVID and it really, it really got to me this time. You know, I went out over the weekend, looked at some some things, and uh, you know, you know, the fishing spot that I went to, and and a few other things, and it just really drained me so bad that I couldn't even fish uh, the next couple of days practice on, on the red because I was just so weak, and it, it just got me down. I wanted to rest because I knew it was going to be a, a, a strenuous three day event, hot, tough fishing. Mentally, it was just it was just draining to to get out there and not get many bites. And I know how guys feel. I mean, it's frustrating to go out there. To, a, to an event you work hard you, you you show up and you do all this and it's just it's just tough and that's just part of it and that's that's why what i had worked out i was getting away from guys i was able to find a little deal that had some fish that weren't getting pressured and um but that's just what i do man i do it everywhere i go and it just ain't me cherry picking this event i fished out of this little boat all year in the opens me leading the aoy in the opens is out of that little you know 1650 gator tracks aluminum boat with a 90 horse so, and I'm gonna finish the season out, and hopefully, I can I can win that AOY. But, but yeah, no, man, it's it's definitely mentally. I mean, the the, the challenges that I had to overcome this week, especially going into that third day, you know, I was already tired physically from from running so hard, and then having that happen to me that third day, dude, I broke down. Like I, I cried like a baby. Okay, like I found, I'm serious, dude. I finally got into that where I was fishing, and and I called Hank. Uh, again, I, you know, I don't know. He might have called or texted me about something about whatever, but I just broke down, man. I just I cried like a baby because I was so upset. I was hurt, man. I was hurt that some guys would go out of their way to to that extent. Which I I, I can I got some names. We're waiting to see what's going to happen, but to, for them to go that far to go put rocks out where I can't ac- access where I where I've been going, uh, it, it's really really low. I mean, that's that's a low that I I, I felt like that guys I, mean, I didn't think would happen, and for someone to do that, and I heard it was three or four guys, and I got one name, so I don't know what it's going to come to, or what's going to happen, but um, it, it it was pretty bad, man, and for them to do that, not even knowing the facts, they speculating I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Dude, I took a polygraph test. Okay, I I passed with flying colors. They asked me a bunch of questions. And I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't break one rule, not one rule. You know, it, it, it's kind of like this. I choose to, to fish out of this little Gator Tracks boat with a 90 horse because that's my style of fishing. I like to do that. Certain guys like to go out deep or do whatever. They got their style. I, I don't complain about them when, when if they got, let, just like, let's say they got a new bait that comes out on the market. And for instance, the, the, the Berkeley Slobber Knocker come out this year. F- fantastic vibrating jig okay i think it's better than any other brand on the market well all us anglers had that vibrating jig before anybody else and we were fishing with it on tour now is that an advantage this i mean am i doing something because nobody else has it so so are we wrong for having that bait so so i guess i think of it the same way i choose to do that within the rules of what i do to get back in these places why is that a bad thing if it's not a bad thing to have a bait that's not on the market yet, why is it a bad thing for me to work my butt off to get back in a place that, that, that nobody 
chooses to do. I would think that's having a bait that nobody has is more of an advantage than what I'm doing because they have the opportunity to do that. They don't have an opportunity to get that bait. And there's a lot of things in fishing that are advantages and disadvantages that it's really hard to, to draw that line. But the, but the number one thing out of all this is there's not one rule that I broke. And guys were speculating. They were saying this, saying that, and they didn't know what they were talking about. And they and they started something that, that should have not have gone as far as it did. But, hey, I, I, I've done my part. Tournament director have talked to my co-hangers, my, 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 my marshal the final day. At, not, at no point did I get out of the boat. At no point did I violate any rule. I took a polygraph. I mean, what else do they want? And it's just the fact that they're just mad. That, that's just, that's the only thing I can tell you. They're just jealous, mad that they didn't think about it, maybe. I, I don't know. It, it's amazing. I, I've gotten my teeth kicked in with, in this little boat in rough water at, you know, Oneida. Um, you know, a couple of other lakes where it just got rough. And I, I don't hear them griping in, complaining in. It's only when I do good. So, I, I, I guess I want someone to explain to me what am I doing wrong? What what part of what of what I do is wrong? I, I can't I can't wrap my mind around it because I'm not breaking any rules. If I've done something wrong, please somebody call in or message you or send me a message on social media and tell me what I did wrong. I would like to know because as far as the tournament director and the polygraph, I have done nothing wrong. And you see this trophy trophy right here? It's mine. I'm keeping it. I ain't giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. Said, uh, right, I'll let you talk now. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's, that's why I have you on. I wanted to talk. I, I want to go back. I want to uh, take a, a first break real quick, but I want to go back then and I want to kind of talk, uh, kind of set the scene uh, for how you ended up in a position to get the first uh, Bassmaster Open uh, trophy of your career. You kind of mentioned, uh, alluded to it about getting kind of into an area and the rocks, but there is a lot that that went into it to put yourself into uh, into this position. I think there's some stuff that maybe some of our listeners can learn from. I think there's some stuff uh, that growing up in Louisiana and having the wherewithal, some of your history, some of your personality uh, that, that really went into this. So, uh, we're going to take a, a quick break, and then uh, I'm going to have you... Uh, I don't know if it's just me or you. Audio was perfect, but there's like a little scratch on it. So just go ahead and log out and then log back in. I think that'll take care of the scratch. Uh, like I said, okay. I think 95%, but uh, during the commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll kind of set the stage that led up to, uh, to, to what Keith just explained. On the Red River last week, dude, I've never uh, drank that much H2O in my entire... Yeah. Like, I understand about the movie Waterboy now. <laughs> like dude i i did not have any places uh so like one of the advantages that i have running a bass cat is lots of storage i had a complete storage compartment slammed with empty water bottles <laughs> at the end of every day i think i went through over like 200 ounces of water one day it was the craziest yeah. thing i'd ever seen but all right yeah, btl man. on a monday back live with opens champ keith poche we'll be back right after this your key to better fishing this season is elite fs now available at a new lower price get elite fs9 today for 9.99 and we'll throw in a cmap reveal chart our premium mapping solution for free elite fs works with all state-of-the-art Lorenz sonar from chirp side scan and down scan imaging with fish reveal to high resolution active target live sonar elite fs9 and cmap reveal offer ends august 31st The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised, and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry-leading design coupled with tournament-winning performance. The Puma STS from BassCat. Feel the rush. We're just about ready to go, ladies and gentlemen. Get in order. Once again, Drew Cook is in the driver's seat. When you're catching fish for a living, you can't let a little cold rain... 
heat, humidity, or anything else get in the way of a payday. I wear AFCO. Any fish, any water. The KVD 100 Jerkbait. 15 different colors. A perfect combination of roll, wiggle, and flash. Increased castability. 3D eyes. Premium black nickel hooks. KVD. Tie one on. Striking lures. Are you looking to install your own fishing electronics? Well, the Bass Tank is here to help you. The solution is the Bass Tank Power Harness. It takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com. Get the best patterns back by tournament data. Start by finding the best 10% of your lake. Know exactly what to look for and what to throw. After that, you just put them in the boat. Try the Deep Dive app today. Look at that beast right there. Elite Series Pro Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different and really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.exonlures.com and check them out for yourself. All right, welcome back to BTL on a Monday, <clears throat> working with the wonders of technology down there in Louisiana. I believe we have Mr. 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 Poche back with us. You got audio, Keith? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got I got on some different Wi-Fi here. I, I uh, got to my sister's house, so uh, we should be good. All right, sorry, sorry about, that. about that. It's all good. No, uh, I was just going over the points, standings, and and how all that uh, works. Uh, which mm-hmm. we'll get into a little bit later. But before uh, before the break, I wanted to get into uh, the process of how you found this uh, how you found this backwater area. Obviously, how close were you? Did you grow up to the Red River? Like, was it yeah. something that you fished regularly in your younger days before moving Not to really. Alabama? Not really. You know, I didn't fish tournaments till I uh, was in college. Um, you know, I fished, but just ponds and and stuff like that. So. Uh, you know, growing up when I was real little, real little, I remember the river before they made the locks and dams when I was real little. I vaguely remember, uh, vaguely remember how it used to be, but you know, it made the locks and downs and then, um, it's just, it's just, it's just different than what it used to be, <clears throat> but, uh, phenomenal fishery. And as, you know, as I grew up, I moved away. I was in sports, different things, just didn't, just didn't fish tournaments and moved away college, different things. And, just never fished the river a whole lot. You know, I used to go duck hunting on it and different things like that, but just never fished it a whole lot. So it wasn't until I started fishing tournaments that I really started focusing on the river and spent a lot more time on it. So I have quite a bit of experience on it the last you know, 15 years or so, but um, that's about it. So this backwater area, did I read an article where it said you found it before pre-practice using a drone? Oh yeah, so I came. I, I don't know. I come home all the time. When, when I, you know, back to Louisiana, visit family, whatever. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was here for a couple of days back a couple of months ago, and I was just looking around and it just kind of familiarized myself with the river again because it's changed so much. I mean, people don't realize just because you know you fish the river, you know, years ago, you know, it floods, the you know things get silted in. It's just a lot different than what it used to be. Um, the fishing's not quite as good as it used to be as well. I mean, the, the, all the grass is gone. It's just not the same river back when I fished the Classic in 2012. So, you know, each year, you know, 
a couple of years ago, we had an open hand. I was going, taking my little boat. I was going through a pipe down in four. Well, that pipe is no longer there. They, well, they have, they have pipe pipes. Now it's not one pipe. It's, it's four pipes and they're, and they're really small. You can't get a kayak through it. So that's some things I just wanted to go look at. Um, when I came a couple months ago and yeah, uh, I went way up river. I ran all the way into Arkansas looking at places like just, just everywhere I can go, just trying to, because it's different. It's not the same place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, then I, I, I did, I fly, I fly a drone all the time. Uh, really? and you cannot do that in official practice. That's, nope. that's, that was a question. I think that might've been a question of a polygraph, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, you, you can't do any kind of flying over any, over the, the, the body of water that, that you're fishing during official practice. So, but yeah, I fly, I look at places, you can get it up and instead of, instead of working your way in, you can get up and fly it and see if it's worth even getting in before you go through the trouble. See if it's got water, see if it's grassed over, if it's, you can actually, you know, lower that drone down and see how shallow it is. You can actually tell, look, see the bottom. I mean, it's, it's pretty neat how it works, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just a tool that I utilize and I film them there. I use that to film while I'm doing my off the grids. Uh, I fly drones, you know, film some of the stuff I'm going through and um, fishing. So, I mean, it's just, a, I mean, I, don't, I, I didn't think it was a big deal. I mean, I, I figured everybody used a drone. Like, yeah. I mean, aren't these young drones? Like, I thought that's just like, you know, I Well, I noticed on Google Earth, that's such a, uh, I think a smart way to do it, as long as it's 100% legal and before official practice. And official practice in the Bassmaster Opens, listen, there's been a lot of, rule changes across the board over the last five years uh, last five or six years in professional bass fishing from the elite series to the bpt to all of these things the Bassmaster opens i kind of call it right now is a little bit the wild west uh because official practice is monday tuesday and wednesday up until midnight the, uh, on that sunday before official practice you can go out with guys you can get waypoints you can pretty much do whatever the heck you want I don't want to interrupt you, but that's what I don't understand. I, and I, I, I got, I know people that that's getting, that's getting waypoints, that's getting information. So, you know, how, how sketchy is that? Okay. Like, well, I don't think it's sketchy at all if it's before the off limits. Exactly. exactly. So I'm not going tattletailing like a little punk to the tournament director. Oh, I think he got waypoints during official practice or maybe before practice, but how, they don't even know when I did the stuff I did. So why would they go gripe and complain? When they didn't even know when I did it. I'm not telling on them. I mean, I'm not being a little punk. I mean, I just don't understand why they go as far as what they're doing. Because they're doing the same thing. I mean, they're doing stuff too. I mean, they, they don't find their own fish, half of them. Oh, they, they call on each other, this and that. Here, I caught this. I don't talk to nobody. I stay by myself because of this reason right here. I run, I run solo because they, they, these guys are so sketchy, man. They're so stabby in the back. It's amazing how... This, how this sport has become so so much like that. I don't trust anybody, man. And it's, it, I just cannot believe that these guys are doing what they're doing. So, I mean, if, 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 if bass fishing was – and that's what I used to like about the MLF, okay, the cups and stuff, no practice, no information, you just show up and fish. You know what I'm saying? I did good at that. Mm -hmm. I like to know practice. But it, it's hard. It's, 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 it's a hard thing to control. I wish – the opens would go to no, you know, no information as well. And them guys would cry for days, man, if they did that. I mean, I don't know. Are they going to change it to that? They need yeah, to. I think that I think it's a, either a twenty-eight or a thirty-day off limits for the for the water up until the the uh, yeah. up until before. I, I don't know exactly how much has been released, but yeah, there is going to be an off limits. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to to handle the uh, information. If that information will count for the twenty-eight to thirty days, or if it'll just be uh, like it has been for official practice, which then would be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and part of Wednesday. You know, the, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this because I don't care. Because the guy guy wants to call me out. He he wants to throw a little jab on social media. Um, I, well, I, I noticed it because he was on a little commercial that you that you played. Uh, Daryl Gleason made a comment on somebody's post says, uh, "The more you dig, the, the better you do," or something like that. Like what? what what, what's is that breaking a rule? Like, I mean, how low can you be? I mean, why would you say something like that? Like, what, like, what, what does that matter? Like, if I do that or not, whether I winch or not, whether whatever I do, why throw that out there? So, so I guess I could say the 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 more 
the more waypoints you get, the better you do, I guess, as well, because that's probably what he does. Um, so, but if he does it before the official practice, I guess it's legal, right? So, so, but why would I would never go on social media and say, da 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 da, yeah, the boy you did some more. I mean, it, that, that makes him look like a little punk, a little crybaby. And I can't believe he would say something like that. I mean, I like the guy, but I mean, I, I just lost respect for him for, for, for throwing a jab like that on social media. And not man enough to, to call me or, or 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 if he's got a problem with it, why don't he why don't he reach out to me and, and ask me about it or did I do it when, when did I do it or if it's a rule violation or not and it's not a rule violation, I could dig anytime I want. I mean it's it's just pathetic that these guys go to extreme and say stuff like that. When, 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 I mean it's, it's pointless to say like it makes him look dumb. I mean it makes him look weak. I, in my opinion, that's what I think. But I think so. So some of the some of the stuff that I've heard is more about the standardization of it because and and we've talked about this in the in the past, but I think it's the same reason why you have uh you have Blockit that's always talking about the forward facing sonar and the technology and the screens. I think it's it's different, but it's also parallel, right? So. Fishing is a weird deal, Keith, because we're all even when we start at 7 a.m. on Thursday morning. Everybody has zero. I'm tied with Greg Hackney on the Red River at 7 a.m. on Thursday. I'm tied with you, and you're tied with a guy who's never fished a tournament before. But the, the, the interesting thing, and I think this is where the discussion comes from, and I think there's drastically different camps in it, is... And Mark Jeffries, who co-hosted and, and ran this show for 18 years, is a big proponent of you take individual sports like bowling and golf and you have, you know, your your club length, the number of clubs, the balls, everything is standardized. Well, fishing, fishing is so unique because we're all playing under the same set of rules. But as long as you have whatever, a live well, kill switch, X, X amount, You've been down that road before too, as to what what. As long as you meet that criteria, you do whatever the hell you want after that. As long as you don't break any rules, electronics, boats, running, practice, not practice. It's it's weird how it's the equipment is not standardized in bass fishing like it is in so many other sports. And I I just think there's two camps. There's one camp that says that's why people excel and that's why they succeed because they're taking advantage of all this. And there's another camp saying, why can't we all be the exact exact same or within a deal to where, you know, I'm not getting beat by something that I can't access or I'm not getting beat by technology that I can't afford to utilize. And I, I don't really know where I stand on it because I've interviewed thousands of people on this show, Keith. And yeah. I have someone like you on, and I'm like, yeah, that's, I see your point. It's a 100% valid point. And then I have someone from another or come in, and I say, no, I understand. Why the hell isn't this all super standardized to where we're all fishing the exact same water that we can all access out of the same thing? Yeah. Do you see where I'm coming from with that? I think that's where the genesis of this infighting comes from. Tournament organization, you know, making it, making it even. I mean, they need to eliminate small boats. They need to eliminate, you know, they need, they make it, they need to make it black and white. They don't need to make it gray. I mean, cause you know, you either fish with the same stuff or you don't fish. I mean, so, so, and that, but that's a slippery slope. So when does yeah. it, when does it exactly stop? that that's, that's, that's the point. So you can't fault a guy for, for taking advantage and doing things because he's not doing anything wrong, but, but so I mean, it's it's either it's either wrong or right. There's there's no what I did was was not wrong. So how, how, like if 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 I broke a rule, then tell me what, what rule I broke. Like I'm either wrong or I'm right. There's no mm-hmm. there's there's nothing else to it. So so that that's where I'm at. Whether whether people agree with it or not, like I was telling you about the baits. You know, the, some guys have baits that ain't on the market yet. I mean, wh- wh- that's not right. If, 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 if what I'm doing is not right, then that's not right. Because there, there, there's advantages in every part of the game and disadvantages. Like, I, I've, I've caught fish every tournament. Like, and it, not every tournament, I've gone back in places and I've done well. So, that, 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 is that wrong for me? To, did, did I do something wrong when I caught tournaments at Oneida when I just fished the main lake? I went back to that little creek and, like, where everybody could go. I mean, did I do something wrong? Like, is it because I'm in the small boat? Like, what? What? Why are they complaining now and not then? Like, well, it, I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't do nothing no. wrong. 
wrong now. So what's but it's interesting. Listen, you go back over the history, and I'm a, a bit of a history nerd with the sport, and I think we'll uh, we'll all agree in in a uh, regardless of what kind of sport it is, a lot of a lot of rule changes are are born out of. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a guy doing something that never thought of and the next year. It's not. So like, I'm thinking like the ladder stuff, like the guys that were climbing up on, on ladders before had strapping the ladders before there was a, a rule that you couldn't do that. I'm thinking of the guys who on long runs would stash gas cans along the riverbank before, you know, there's all rules about this now, but this is how tournaments were won. This right. is this. If you go back through the history would stash, you know, five gallon gas cans in the shrubs along, along rivers where they couldn't get gas. Sure. I'm thinking of, of guys who would intentionally cut trees down and then go back in the tournament and cut them in the chainsaw so they could right. get in. I'm thinking of guys who were intentionally digging into areas that that you know and running running through stuff. I'm thinking of uh, the tournament on Gunnersville. One of the guys did it. He paid a barge operator. He rolled in right there at one of the bridges and he said, "Hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks to to move your barge." And the guy was like, "Hell yeah!" So then he moved his barge and they caught the fish. Rules of, against all this stuff now. And I promise you, the only reason this blows up now is because, and, and dude, I love the internet. I think it's great. I think so many people are more bass fishing, but everybody can know about it now. Like that, those four examples, there's like legends and lore back there, but that was in the 80s and 90s when it was yeah. the guys around the tournaments that hear about it. You know, we're drinking a couple cold ones now, and those guys go, well, I remember the time when so-and-so did that, and then that led to that. And dude, I thought we were going to have an all-out war at the weigh-in over it, and then the rule came came after it but like th- this is nothing new as pushing pushing yeah. the boundaries finding what you can can do to catch bass yeah no you're right and and i'm sure there'll be a rule change and i mean that's fine whatever but uh, and i'll i'll go as far as i can once after the rule change until, yeah. until i can't break until i'm not breaking a rule so yeah i mean I, it is and you know i i didn't i didn't i didn't have to um i didn't i didn't hank didn't determiner didn't know anything about I, I told him everything what i was doing like like i offered that information up like i yeah. wasn't trying to hide anything what i was doing so he didn't he didn't have a good he was like man i don't know what you're doing but i said i'll tell you what i'm doing i mean he i mean it, it, i didn't care like because i know i was safe i know i wasn't doing anything wrong and you know whether guys like it or not they, i mean it's not my it's not my fault don't don't hate me hate the hate the hate the fact that it ain't a rule i mean don't don't be mad at me for 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 being smart enough to to get to to do what I can to to, to catch a fish, mm-hmm. and I will say I did talk to Hank about it, uh, and Hank said that you passed the polygraph and that no rules were broken. And his keyword was during official practice and competition. You passed yeah. every question mm-hmm. on that, and he said that is what Bass cares about, and you did pass that. That's why I got the trophy next to you. Yeah, exactly. And the money. Yeah, and I, the Bassmaster Classic on yeah. a river. Man, I, I hate it really, and, and you know, and I, I, I hate that it's happened, man. I really do, and and but you know, it's just, you know, that that Daryl guy. I mean, him to say that, I I bring that up one more time, but I just I just don't understand why they why they go that far to to throw that jab when they don't even know what they're talking about, and. And then them guys that put them rocks out to try to stop me. Yeah, I mean, so that was the other deal. So if you follow you on social media, you know what's up. You posted a thing in the morning. Did you get in trouble for Bass for posting on social media during the tournament? No, no. So he said, uh, that's fine. We can post, but I just can't interact. I okay, can't, can't scroll, I can't. can't answer anything. So you've been getting into this area. The The gap was there mm-hmm. during official practice in the tournament. Absolutely. And... Louisiana has weird stuff as far as who owns land and whatnot and stuff. I know because I practice an entire day in apparently private property and thought I was going to do really well. <laughs> we'll get into that tomorrow with Bradley Hall. Ten full hours, Keith. Ten full hours. I, I have some waypoints of some fish that I shook off that I was like, I can't believe no one's back here. This is ridiculous. And then I understood why. But, uh, um, but you get there the final day, Saturday, you're leading the tournament. And like you said, you posted this deal where obviously – some rocks had been moved to to block that opening yeah. uh and then the people that were following you so you were like that's where you'd caught your fish yeah 13 pounds a day mm-hmm. well no i didn't catch every fish in there. no i've caught fish on the outside too so but yeah go ahead and then 
the people who are following you, you did not say anything to them about moving rocks because that would have fallen under the rule that is a rule because uh, I was either Shaw Grigsby or Elias or one of those guys. It was totally legal. Who was like, hey, I'll pay you 100 bucks to move this barge. I'm catching my fish on the brush pile under your barge. The barge wasn't here the last two days. The right. guy's like, really? Cash money? Yeah, here it is. Move. And everyone was like, well, you can't pay people to move stuff. And then they said, okay, now there's a rule about that. So you didn't say any of that. Mm-hmm. They took it upon themselves to move it. You even checked then with Hank afterwards, like, oh, this is what's going on. Your marshal who was with you is going, he didn't say anything. And then you were able to get back in there again. Man, I don't even know, dude. Like I said, that's another reason why I broke down. I was crying because I I just, I couldn't believe like somebody would go out of their way to to do what they did with rocks. But then fans that were following me just want to see where I was going and for, you know, whatever. I mean, dude took his shirt off. I mean, just and they just went in. I mean, when they seen what was going on, and I was on the phone with Hank telling him they overheard me talking, and they was like, "Man, what's messed up?" Uh, and they just went over and just went to going. I was like, "Hank, man, I saw. I don't know what to do, man. I said, I, ain't, I don't even know. They just jumped in." I said, "Dude, I, my marshal's right there." I said, "Look, I, I didn't say nothing. Didn't ask nothing." I was like, "This is unreal, man." I just, I was like, "Man, I don't even know what to say, bro." It was, it was, it was. It was it was crazy. It was one of the most low to high emotional roller coaster days. That I've so, what time did you get in there then? Man, I don't even know. It was probably, I mean, launched at seven. Got there. It was probably eight thirty, nine o'clock. I don't know. I mean, it was an hour or so later. Like, <laughs> from here, dude. I mean, I'll be honest. So, I, I. You know, I fished that tournament, and that was an area that I, I obviously couldn't get it, didn't know about it, but I could have taken a drone in pre-practice and gone and tried to figure out how to get into areas. There's obviously other popular areas in that pool that that the only reason that it is accessible is, and, and not during tournament practice or anything, but at some point in time, since the last current figuration of the river, someone said... I know there's fish back here. I currently can't get in it. And I'm not talking about someone in a tournament. It could be a dude in a John boat, a crappie fisherman, any gator guy, whatever, who says, I would like to get back there. And here's what I have to move in order to get back there. Mm -hmm. And then I am using that to get back. We all use it to get back into it. You're talking the gaps, the changes and stuff. It's just, it's such a weird, it's a very dynamic, interesting fishery. Yeah. You know, see, uh, and uh, the whole up and down the river, there's 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 blocked off rock ponds all up and mm-hmm. down the river, and there's places where it's, they're low, like they're and I, I and I went and looked at them see if I can get in them, but the, there was just too many rocks. But and I'm thinking, man, I could pull these rocks out, but and get slip right in there, and I'd be the only one in there, and I could whack them. Like I could have did that. I could have did that on several places, but you know what? I didn't because it's not right. I can't, that's, that's against the, I mean, that's against the law to do that. I can show you right now. I can drop you some pins on where there's some are that, that there, I mean, it's like, I wouldn't have to pull a whole lot of rocks out and I can get my boat right through that. Mm -hmm. It would be so easy, but I didn't do that because that's not, that's not, I mean, if if I got caught, just just say if I did that and guys had come, went through there before and they like, yeah, I've seen them rocks were there. Uh, Keep posting on, I guarantee that's and they, tell hank and next thing i know like the laws involved dude i'd be in so much trouble but i i didn't i, I don't i ain't gonna do that because it's not right it's that mm-hmm. that's i mean so i did that because the cut was already there between the rocks and the ditch was already there i was able to get back there and there were fish there and it worked out like that's the place i wanted to fish and i found like i i didn't have to do anything else to me, it's it's reminiscent of, and, and I know it, it, every state is different of it, but uh, brush piles and, and setting out possible brush in other in other areas. Now, listen, I understand sometimes you can't do it. Some states you have to you have to uh, legally say, "Hey, here's where I sunk my breath." Others a brush. Gosh, I've had a lisp all day today. Breath. Uh, and then other states, as long as you, you cut it separately and bring it in, like if I want to sink willow somewhere, I, have, I can't bring them from 
the private. I have to take them off of my private property and dump them in the public lake. But but that's something that I'm doing before cutoff, or that people are doing before cutoff, or someone's doing before cutoff. If I'm fishing a brush pile that I didn't put out, someone at some point put it out there, and I here's where I don't see I don't see the difference between between fishing a brush pile or, or, or legally putting brush out before practice that then I fish during the tournament that's been done for decades mm-hmm. or doing things to access an area before practice, before off limits to mm-hmm. catch bass to me. And this is me saying it after I've gotten my butt kicked by guys who've sank brush piles and by guys who have fished backwater areas in any, any type of vessel. I mean, I've been beat by guys in deep V Luns and high end vision and aluminum. I've been beat by everybody, but I don't see a difference on that, but it seems like there's more guys that are really upset over this than there are the brush pile. And like I said, I've told you this when I talked to them and dude, I talked to, uh, I've talked to Daryl. I'm buddies with Daryl. Daryl's a good dude. But when I talked to him, I'm like, yeah, that does. But then I talked to other people who are like, ah, it's this. I think that's where the, that's where the interest is in it is, yeah. It's just weird how I look at those two things as the same, uh, yeah. but other people look at those differently. Is that a fair point? Yeah. I mean, there's probably guys that's left or that left the Red River and going straight. And it's probably don't get, you know, putting brush out right now as, as we speak. There's probably guys getting waypoints of brush piles. I mean, well, I what mean, am they, I going to do? I'm going to go down to the Hartwell and I'm going to, I'm going to use technology to find cane piles that are man-made structures that are put in specific locations to catch fish. Now I didn't put any of them out, but at some point someone did just like at some point someone made it so you can access an area of the uh, red river. So these guys are are utilizing tools to, to, to find these fish. Right. And, and whether they put the brush out or not, the brush was put out and they're using a tool to find the brush and a tool to catch the fish. So what is the difference with me using a tool, tools, or whatever to, to gain access place to catch fish? There's no difference. It's the same in one. It's just it's just one. I mean, it's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. I don't have a I don't have a front depth finder. I don't have a depth finder on my front of my boat. I ain't had one all year. I choose to do, not to have that. Just like guys choose not to have an aluminum boat. And, and one more thing, there was other guys in the in the tournament with little small aluminum boats. Yeah, I saw several. You know, they could have done that. They could have got in that hole. They really could. I mean, that, that wasn't nothing stopping them from getting in there. You see my video? How I ran in there. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's. I, I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. Crazy. All right. Uh, real quick. I want to get into how you caught them. Just it seemed pretty basic, and then we'll take a break. And then I we kind of talked about this off air. Are you willing to talk about on air what your? I mean, are you willing to talk when we come back from break on what your plans are for next year? Absolutely. There's a lot of a lot of speculation about that because you are currently qualified for the Bass Pro Tour in 2023, as well as the Bassmaster Elite Series in 2023. Even if you don't catch a bass in the last two opens, you are uh, qualified through uh your finish at the chesapeake bay there yep. a couple weeks ago and you've been kind of quiet about it yeah well i was waiting so, i was waiting yeah. to, to, for the schedule to come out from LL. oh i got that it's a crazy schedule but uh bait wise yeah. it sounds like you just picked up the same flipping baits that you always like to flip and just went to work green pumpkin creature Absolutely. style baits and meat and potatoes Man, it's it, I, I catch so many fish on this dude. Uh, you know, Berkeley pit boss, three inch. I like the smaller profile. You know, I feel like the bigger ones just got it's a lot of plastic. You know, it look, just looks more natural. That three inch, you can skip it a lot better. It goes down in, through tight places. You know, three eighths ounce weight, just real light, slow fall. Um, you know, it looks real natural. And um, use a seven six heavy finger rod. That's that's you know Abu Garcia, that new Xenon X. Eight to one. It's just a great setup and uh, feels really good. And I catch a ton of fish on it. Skip it. Do whatever. Uh, Twenty pound trialing, hundred percent foil carbon. Um, you know, I ran out of green pumpkin. Why? Because you carry like two packs with you to, for weight. Well, I don't carry a whole lot of bait. I don't. But yeah, I end up running out of the green pumpkin, and 
end up catching them on the black and blue the final day. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. There you go. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Keith, you're going to have an announcement. Yep. First time, live, on mm-hmm. BTL on Monday, where you will be, uh, what did LeBron say? Uh, t- where you will be taking your talents <laughs> next season. <laughs> Remember when he went to the Heat? He said, I will be taking my talents, too. <laughs> So, all right, everyone hang tight. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Keith Poche. Interesting discussion today. Very interesting discussion. Lively chat board. Uh, that's what I love about this sport. Every time we have something that there's two sides of something, there's always, I love the, there's the whole side of the, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And, but then there's also educated people on both sides. And I like that. I like, I like how some people bring up really valid points on either side. All right. That's neither here nor there. BTL on a Monday with Keith Poche. We will be back right after this. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting BeatdownOutdoors.com. Vibrating jigs are a great choice for any time of year, and the Kamikaze Swim-On is a perfect match for any vibrating jig. Two sizes and the unique tail design gives it a bait fish profile and a great swimming action for realism. There are 17 colors. See them all at BigBiteBaits.com. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years, and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat, so you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro's coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out white look, but it's got this pearlescent, really, really pretty. We've got Copper Shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then, if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then, last but not least, we've got the Matte Sexy Shad, just a really different looking color for a crankbait. So you want to give them a little different look, that Matte Sexy Shad is definitely the one to go with. All these colors are available in the original Little John and the MD. Combining one of the most popular hook styles with Gamakatsu's beefier Superline offering, the Gamakatsu Superline Offset Round Bend delivers the strength necessary to target big fish in heavy cover. Well suited for braided line and heavier fluorocarbon, the Gamakatsu Superline Offset Round Bend is built using stronger Superline wire that allows anglers to easily fish a finesse worm around heavy cover. The round bend offers a larger bite area, perfect for any worm presentation, while increasing your hookup ratios. The newly enhanced Z-Bend holds your plastics on the hook longer, reducing the number of pull-offs and reducing damage to plastics. Available in 2-aught, 3-aught, 4-aught, and 5-aught, this is the most durable worm hook, designed for heavier lines that hold your bait on longer. Preparation is key to success, and that preparation starts well before you ever hit the water. You're only as strong as your connection to the fish, and your line is that critical connection. Confidence in your line every minute of every day on the water is a necessity, and failure, it's not an option. Sunline makes the fluorocarbon, nylon, and braided lines to give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. All right, welcome back on a fired up Monday. BTO with Bassmaster Open champ Keith Poche has a commanding lead in the overall, but already took care of business in the Bassmaster Northern Opens, which ironically for the second year in a row, last year there was a three-way tie, I believe between Jonathan Kelly, Alex Redwine, and Mike Iaconelli all had 549 points, which is a like a top. 15 in every single one of the Northern Opens. And guys said, oh, well, that was an anomaly. Those guys absolutely smashed. It'll never happen again. Well, you just snuck in in the Northerns, and guess what? You had 549 points. You have 50 points of wiggle room in three tournaments where there's 230 to 240 boats in, which is absolutely insane uh, how well you have to perform there. But you did it. Your back was against the wall at the Chesapeake Bay. Made a long run. Bam, bam, bam. Caught your fish. Qualified for the Elite Series. And at the time, I called and you said, dude, he said, I got to 
I, I don't even want to think about that right now. I got other business to attend to, but, uh, Schedules are out for both the Bassmaster Elite Series and the 2023 Bass Pro Tour. Uh, and there's some folks, some inquiring minds that want to know uh, where you'll be fishing next year, Keith. Yeah, so let me throw something out here right quick. And, and I want to I want to um, give somebody a little love. Uh, Cooper Gallant. Yep. Coop. Man, Coop. That, that dude is unbelievable, man. I love him. I hope he makes it, man. I really do. He, he's a good dude. Um, smart, good fisherman. I, I, I hope he makes it, man. I, I really like that guy. Really like him. Anyway, I just want to throw that out to him a little love. Yeah, I hope he makes it too, because I don't want to have to fish against him next year in the opens. <laughs> he's a good, good dude. I really like him. Him and his dad. His dad was my co-angler um, at the first event. Could send me. But anyway, um, so yeah, man. I tell you, it's it's you know, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I always fished the opens and. Um, uh, I decided to fish them all this year. Just kind of keep my options open. You know, you never know what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, I ended up making it through the Northern Opens and now leading over, overall. Um, but, yeah, I'm going I'm to take, uh, take the invite. I'm going to fish the Elite Series next year. Absolutely. Also, also, I'm going to fish the Bass Pro Tour still. I'm going to fish both tours next year. Really? Yeah. You're pulling a John Cox. Well, you know, hey, why not? I fished nine opens. I mean, how many lead events I got? Nine? Eight? Eight, eight I believe. Eight. And there's... So I fished nine opens this year, so I'm, I'll be fishing one less tournament next year. We have one conflict, though. The first event. Mm-hmm. And, but with the Bass Pro Tour, you have an off day, back and forth. I'll, I'll at least get to fish one day at both, both events. Because one's at Okeechobee and one's at Kissimmee. They're not very far apart. So we'll see. And if I'm if I'm on something at one or the other, I may just stick with one. So I got options. I got I I, I can I can think I can swing that first conflict and move from there. Now be some back to backs, a lot of traveling, but uh, I mean I had that this year as well. So so both the BPT. So mm -hmm. I, I like I said, I didn't know. That, that you're playing on fishing both. I have the schedule here. They're all like that. So, uh, well, you're, you're in the Bassmaster Classic on the Tennessee River this year as well. Uh, there's a BPT that backs up right to that. But uh, as a whole, um, you might have to go in without much practice, but that doesn't seem to, to, to bother you much. But all of the, uh, all of the events as far as, uh, as far as on top of each other, yeah, you're good. Yeah, I was surprised. I really was when I, when I got it. I was like, man, I'm hoping I'm hoping because I really want to fish both, and because I like fishing for five as well. And uh, when it came out, I was like, wow, I can, this may work. I may can do this. I mean, and there's no like like when John he got he got disqualified from a bass event because he fished the MLF on the St. Lawrence. You remember that? And, and yeah, 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 yeah. He was so, on the water during off limits. Now it wasn't a controversy. He knew it was going to happen. He opted to, to fish that one. Exactly, but I don't have to have. I don't have that issue. There's, there's no like I'm gonna be on this body of water during the off limits. So it, it's going to work out fine. Yeah, dude, you're going to be busy next year. Yeah. Can we I'll go like over the schedules then? Because I was going to do that in the final segment. Do you have time? Because I just want to—I've got them all out here. There's no one better than somebody who's played it on fishing both of them now. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, uh, a great start to the year with Kissimmee and Okeechobee both in the middle of uh, in the middle of February. Interesting. They opted to go, uh, like I said, basically right on top of each other for that. But all of the top players in the game will be in florida in the middle of february uh on two fisheries that both of them seem to be fishing pretty well yeah yeah I, you uh, know i mean it's I, i've done decent there i'm not a big fan of it but uh okeechobee I, I, i'm kind of excited about that one for sure yep uh then uh the elite series goes to uh lake seminal uh do you know what what do you, do you know what you're gonna run next year what your your game plan is because you're gonna have to have like two boats aren't you to have them or are you gonna I know when Cox did it and Ish has done it before where you've got a guy who's got a boat in one and another, and then the elite series has rules about boats too. Yeah. So, yeah. So the elite series, whatever, and then it's the Bass Pro Tour the same, whatever boat you start the season with, you got to finish that boat. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, remember I got disqualified at uh, that super term, FLW super term, a couple of years ago at, at lacrosse, and it was my fault. I, mean, I, I didn't understand. I didn't. I didn't put it together like that. They have a 150 horsepower minimum on, and you know, it's, it's, you can change boats over there, but they have a have a boat minimum size. I remember that. I thought it was like you know, like bass or or MLF. You just you know, as long as you got a legal boat and you fish all the same term. But anyway. Anyway, but that, that's the deal with Bass MLF. Like, my, my little boat, I could fish it, I, those, the Elite Series. I just got to fish all year out of it. Mm-hmm. Ironic, then, the, the BPTs at uh, Cherokee and Lake Douglas uh, right before the Bassmaster Classic uh, yeah, on the, the Tennessee River, too, so you don't have to go far for that. Uh, Lake Murray for the BPT, then, to kick things off in uh, in April. Now, this is where you will have a conflict because then the elite series is on lake murray three weeks later is it yeah bpt is the second through the seventh the elite series is the 20th through the 23rd i thought it was the murray the elites uh santi cooper is the 27th through the 30th oh wow huh i guess i have to make a decision then you're gonna have to cross that bridge when you get there yeah that's fine all right then we got then we got Lay Lake. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit you with some bad news there. Let me double check and make sure I got that right. Uh, Tournaments, schedule, filter. Bass has done a really good job uh, with the website here mm-hmm. as far as the schedule. Lake Murray, April 20th through 23rd. Here's Major League Fishing. Uh... 2023 MLF BPT schedule. MLF unveils schedule. It would be April 2nd through the 7th, stage three at Lake Murray. Mm -hmm. That's a pickle, Keith. (laughs) That's That's a new pickle. Anyway, we'll continue through it. Santee, Lay Lake, good ones for the Elite Series. Uh, BPT then on Gunnersville. Very familiar with that. Elite Series on the Sabine River. You got to be pleased with that one. That one's the only place on earth that might be more center of hell than the Red River, especially in June. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. Sure. I labeled my trail center of hell. When I got down there and I made it red. So everywhere I went, I looked at my trail and said, I am now in the center of hell. Uh, then Cayuga and St. Clair on the BPT. Yeah, you're going to have to make a decision because the Elite Series is on St. Clair. Month after. 24th through 29th and then the 27th through the 30th. So it ain't a month before? Like a month? Like it's. Uh, the BPT is the 24th through the 29th, and the Elite Series is the 27th through the 30th. Huh. That's pretty close. <laughs> Maybe if I don't make the knockout round, you know, or, or if yeah. I do make the knockout round, I may, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hear you. Yeah, you I finish don't... 21st in that one. <laughs> then, then you have Saginaw Bay, Champlain, St. Lawrence, and then you're done. Yeah. You might have to come back on for a re-announcement of the re-announcement, Keith. <laughs> Dang, I thought it was I thought they were spread apart more than that. But I've been so busy, man. I, I mean, I looked at it. It looked good to me. So It does look good. It's a great schedule on both of that. Uh, since I'm just going to do that, that segment with you, I also want to throw in the MPFL. I'm throwing in the MPFL. I think they're here to stay for the next at least couple years. Uh, I think that there's, you know, they've got a big entry fee. They've got a big championship coming up now. Uh, they're fishing for some money. There's trip. There's, there's another lisp going. I don't know. It's the Red River. I'm still not hydrated from it. Uh, but I think they've got a, a good thing going on over there. They've got Amistad, right? Patman. Uh, they're also on Santee Cooper. Uh, they're also on Saginaw Bay, and then their last one is on Lake Eufaula in Oklahoma, and they haven't announced the championship, uh, and that's in September. So pretty much every major weekend. I didn't put the Opens or the Toyotas uh, in there, but a lot of kind of fish, newer, new fisheries and kind of fisheries that they've been to in the past. But uh, I like the fact that there's no St. John's River on there. 
Um, I like the fact that there's just a, a couple uh, fisheries that they've kind of seemed like they've pounded the last uh, couple years on both tours that they're giving a break. So, I'm excited going back to Nancy Cooper. Um, that's that's one of the events I fished when I qualified for the lease back. Mm-hmm. So, and I I haven't I haven't been back to that place. So I'm 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 pretty excited about it. Look hey, forward. I- I didn't ask you this. Was there any scar tissue going back to the red and being in contention in this tournament after that 2012 classic and leading it? I remember you were getting into a crazy area. Did, weren't, did, did you have the Bonnie plants wrap back then and we're running a skeeter and yeah, back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Man. Was there any scar tissue? Did that bring back any memories of kind of some redemption possibly? Because that's a, that was like a career altering couple of days. Man, I just I just didn't know what I, I the opportunities I missed. I mean, and I yeah, I had the bites at event to win it, and it just didn't work out. It wasn't my time, and but yeah, it stung. It stung for a long time, and it's it's been in the back of my mind. And uh, man, I don't know. It um, hmm. had to feel good though. It's just it feels good to finally conquer the red. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Anything else you want to get in here? I was waiting for the phone line to light up with Gleason, and then we'd really had a good show, Keith. <laughs> I mean, just don't post stuff. Just I hear you. Professional. I mean, I play the mi- I gotta I gotta play the middle of the line here. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I just don't understand, guys. I mean, if you got something to say, say it to me. You know. <laughs> I tow the line. I tow the middle. I play the middle ground here. Yeah, but that's it's cheap shots, man, and it's all good. But you know, um, you know. We all professionals here. We we mm-hmm. go out, work hard, and we, and we do what we have to do to to get it done. And um, you know, I have respect for a lot of guys. I respect guys whether they win by doing something crazy or finding a certain school or what, however they do it. I think Wheeler won a tournament at Chickamauga. I think he had a bait that hadn't been out yet, or a certain color or something. Was that? Am I right or wrong? Yeah, yeah. Wheeler is. Wheeler knows the rules. Like if I was to ask with someone to recite all six pages of the rules, I would pick Jacob Wheeler to do that. But didn't he have a crankbait, a particular color or something that he that he was using? I, oh I think- yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Well, look so, at Paul Elias, 2011 in October on the bridges of Gunnersville. He had the A rig. Right. Right, right, exactly. Now, is is, he, is that his look call? at Brian Thrift when he get when he went on the run in, in two thousand three, four, and five as a co angler, and then moving over to the uh, to the uh, uh, Stren series. He had a mm-hmm. chatterbait. Yeah, so that's I not mean, new. I mean, I don't know. I just think you know, guys are innovators, and I think that's good for the sport. I think that's awesome to to create new opportunity and and open the door for for new ways to catch fish and and i think it's just cool i think it's interesting and i I respect people that do stuff like that i mean i I just that's just part of the game we play i I don't know that's just how i feel i hear you i like it well dude i always enjoy when you come on uh btl the last time we had you on uh got an incredible reception and uh I, i know that you're tired and you've got a lot to do before we head to uh south carolina I don't know. You going after or before the remnants of the hurricane? You know Jeffries. Jeffries is always he's always uh, doom and gloom. If there's something that could go wrong, like when they scheduled the classic on Grand, the ramp's gonna be icy and all the boats are gonna sink. When you know when when they you know, anything happens, you know they're going up north. They're gonna cancel all four days because of wind. Well, now he's all on his. You're gonna get hit by a hurricane in this open. Like he just. But I'm hoping that that kind of track of Ian kind of goes a little bit. Uh, Look at it. So it's it's coming up pretty strong right through there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be some remnants of it. I don't think it's going to be as bad as Jeffries is like. Jeffries is like. I hope you get you put cardboard around the boat so you don't get blown away and break all the way. I'm like, dude, we'll be fine. Yeah. So, but. Dude, you also Rayburn, like you know Rayburn pretty well too. That's the last open. You got two more opens to win Angler of the Year. You're motivated to win this Angler of the Year deal because there's 10K that comes with it, right? I plan on winning the next two tournaments. I'm out for blood, man. I, I'm I'm going <laughs> like when, seriously. I don't know when I'll get to to Hartwell. I'm gonna try to get there as quick. It'll probably be like this next weekend before the official practice. But dude, I'm can and I'm I, I'm gonna keep it rolling. I'm gonna do all I can to win this one. I'm not. I'm not pulling, letting off the gas. And I'm. And I'm. And I'm gonna. 
I'm gonna get out there and yo-yo a, a Berkeley bait over a, a cane pop. Yep. Just out of spite. Just out of spite. Keith, thanks for jumping on. This has been another edition of Bass Talk Live. B T L. I'm gonna be getting some calls after this one. I know, and I have some cleanup work to do. As one <laughs> listener said, but I love it. I love a good discussion about bass fishing. Congrats on the win. Second win in the past two years. Got a uh, Toyota series under your belt. And now you also have a Bassmaster open and a classic berth into 2023. Knock them, sock them, drag out, shallow water, mean, angry bass in 90 degree water, 37 pounds, and you came out on top. So I still don't think you know where you're fishing next year, though. You kind of stopped me on that. I didn't realize there was. Like I said, cross that bridge when you get it. Enjoy the win, Keith. All right. We'll talk to everyone. Tomorrow, Bradley Holman in studio breaking down the Red River. That's all we got for today. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.